Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The COB is presented by Rabobank. Awarded 2023 SMSF Savings Bank of the Year by Mozo. Good afternoon. This is the COB, all the stuff you need to know about the day in business and markets. I'm Juliette Sali. And I'm Daniela Kuye. Well, we are seeing a, another downward day, I guess, on the market. I shouldn't say another because we had that turnaround yesterday on the markets. But um, despite that Wall Street gain, you had those higher bond yields really weighing in on Asian markets, those Absolutely. Japanese chip stocks coming under pressure. And just looking at the market map here, Danny, quite a lot of red on the screen. Absolutely. I'm just having a look at the ASX 200 and it seems to have closed down around 34 points or half a percent and the SIBO 200 off four points or 0.3 percent. So uh, trying to make a comeback in the afternoon session, but then really it looks pretty washed out to say the least. And I was just going to have a very quick check and uh, on some of the sectors because there wasn't a lot of green on screen. But no, I look at the miners there; they were under pressure. So Rio off by about one point eight percent. We saw that dip in iron ore prices as well, so that weighed on Fortescue and South Thirty Two, and um, the banks as well <coughs> tried to be a bit of a turnaround. ANZ copying that fifteen million dollar fine but a bit of weakness coming through from the banking stocks too. Yeah, interesting. Healthcare, um, pretty, well, a little bit of green on screen there. Obviously, ProMedicus, which we'll talk about soon. New contract there, but it looks like finally the key uh, healthcare stocks doing what they should do, which is being a bit defensive. And there we have the financials, the banks, possibly responding in uh, the green in response to those higher yields at the longer end of the curve, which mm. we might ask our special guest about today. I think that's really interesting though, ANZ looking like the strongest there out of the big four. And as I mentioned, did cop that um, $15 million fine from the federal court. Uh, the big themes we're looking at, of course, it's all about uh, the August CPI print that we're going tomorrow? to get tomorrow. Um, you know, that's not gonna move the RBA's needle too much. It's gonna be about no. the quarterly one, but yeah. still one to watch. And then, of course, we've been talking about this risk off session and, and you, Bond Queen, very much looking <laughs> at the Bond route. I have been uh, talking bonds all day long and uh, very much in that vein of what is going off with this bond sell-off and particularly at the longer end of the curve and uh, also discussing as US yields move higher, what are the implications across the globe given the how uh, leveraged financial markets mm. are and um, we we're just chatting off camera, volumes are very low. So maybe some of these moves are really just quarter end rebalancing mm. on very low volumes. But as per usual, we're all looking for narratives yep. to fit what is going on. 
All right, let's check in on some of the stocks that made news today. And you mentioned Danny Promedicus. It jumped. I think it actually hit a record. And this after winning a $140 million contract with the US-based Baylor Scott and White Health. I spoke to the MD about that. Uh, City Research saying, look, they could generate $25 million per year in revenue on the back of this deal. Wow. And it is it is a record share price. Closing at the moment up 12% at almost $80, just shy $79.99. And Coronado Global Resources inching higher after Czech-based company. I don't know how you pronounce it. Is it Sev N? Sev N. I thought there was a typo earlier today, and then I wrote Check it myself, it. and I was like, "Oh no, that's how you say it." Yeah, Global Investments acquired a 51% stake in them. All right, Lion Town Resources down, closing lower by two percent to two dollars ninety-four. That's despite, of course, Gina Reinhart lifting her strategic stake in the minerals producer. And a Suncorp holding its AGM with a Clive Van Horen, the chief of the banking unit, announced he will leave in December. And a big one, Qantas never far from the news. Um, pilots declaring no confidence in the chair, Richard Goiter. Now, that is the first time such a call has been made by the uh, union that represents the 3,000 Qantas pilots. And they've described the chair's position as untenable. This, of course, after the High Court excuse me, found that Qantas had illegally sacked almost 17 100 employees. So Qantas down six tenths of one percent. And of course, the ex-dividend season continues with Nick Scarly paying a fully frank dividend of 35 cents per share and Altium paying a 29 cents per share dividend totaling 342 million. And there we can see the stocks going ex-dividend. And we had two stocks of the day today. I know, two stocks. And Polynovo, and I was actually just speaking to the chairman of Polynovo. Mm. So two great interviews up there, but maybe we should check in with Philip Pepe and Rudy Philippek van Dyke to see what their views were on the stocks of the day. <laughs> It's interesting. It is on a lazy 98 times PE. It, it has an E, so that's a positive, apparently, according to consensus data. Um, it's um, it's well off its highs, uh, just off its lows, so it's bouncing. I'm, I'm going to say wait for the full quarterly result rather than trade off a two-month update because I'm cynical. So I'm going to call it forward. Is they will stumble at some point. It's, it's just going to happen because they are a small company. They come from nowhere, and, and little things make big differences. So... I personally think also because where the share price is, um, and it, <laughs> not near their highs is a euphemism, um, it's much closer to the bottom than from, from recent. Uh, I think you can give them the benefit of the doubt, but you have to do that with, with the right sense of, of, of risk assessment. So you definitely don't make this a big, big um, holding in your portfolio. Just one of those places maybe in your portfolio, a few percentages here or whatever, just to have one of those stocks that, that potentially that could blow up. That could blow yeah. up. Do with those stocks is you don't buy them all day like today because I mean you don't buy them in the rally. But you know what? It's the share market. Crazy things happen. You just wait your time until someone decides on a, on a given day that all the shares need to go down and Prometics needs to go down as well. And you just give yourself a little bit of a margin of safety. But I mean, you can't wait for these stocks to become cheap because when they ever become cheap, that means the growth story is over. 
that's when you don't want to have them. Yeah. Is going up because it's going up. People keep looking for reasons to buy. It's pushed through another 12-month high. Analysts will upgrade. It's always going to look fair value. Analysts will upgrade. Share price goes up. Analysts will upgrade. So fundamental valuation, throw it out the window. Gosh, you are a cynic, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> no, it, it's, it, can, it can do no wrong until it does something wrong. Will it do something wrong? Well, we don't know. It reminds me a little bit of CSL. Everyone jumped over CSL. Macquarie, everyone jumped over Macquarie until things slowed. So no, don't don't buy it today. Um, <laughs> buy it before. And I'm going to call it a hold. Don't sell it because you don't no. sell your winners. Mm. And the charters tell me when, when a stock hits a 12-month high or an all-time high, which is what it's done today, that's actually a good thing. Well, two very cautious guests today when mm. it came to Polynovo and Prometicus. But let's move on to our special guest for the COB. And uh, it's great to have Martin Crabb from Shore and Partners back in the studio. Martin, lovely to see you after Good to your, see you again. your trip. And of course, you come back at a very interesting time. Yes. Bond yields, they're being a bit, well, they're a bit annoying for the equity <laughs> markets and this yeah. equity risk premium. Maybe you can just run through some of the numbers there for the viewers. Yeah, for sure. So when we're comparing uh, investments, we need to look at them relative to other things, right? So we're looking at the share market. Let's let's compare it to what we can earn risk-free uh, in, a, in a US government treasury. I mean, they're theoretically risk-free. The US could default, but it's probably not going to. So the, the yield on a US treasury is about 4.5%. The yield on an Australian 10 years is about 43 so we take, if we bought all the shares in the market and kept all the dividend, all the earnings, not the dividends, kept all the earnings, what would we be yielding? And that's that's the, called the equity yield, and that's one over the PE. So mm-hmm. if you think the PE is 15, the equity yield's about, what, six or seven. So we compare that to the bond yield and at four and a half, and we've got about a 2% equity mm-hmm. risk premium. Now that sounds okay. So you're getting 2% more in equities than you are in bonds and you get to grow your earnings. So that sounds okay. And you've already paid tax on the earnings. So that sounds okay. But what's it historically? It's much more, more like four or five. Mm. So right now that signal is telling us that equities are expensive relative to bonds. And if you look in the US, it's even more so. The mm. equity risk premium there is about 1%. So US stocks look really expensive relative to US bonds. So, so there's the red lines, the Australian equity risk premium as I said, 12 month forward earnings divided by today's share prices minus the bond yield. And you can see it averages about 3.25 in Australia over the last 20 years. If you go back further, it's, it's a little bit lower, but, um, but at the moment that's telling us it's one standard deviation too low, which means the market's one standard deviation too expensive. So for that to come back into, into equilibrium or a long-term average, the market's got to go down by 10 or 15%, or the bond yield's got to fall by 1%. So mm. difficult to see bond yields going back to three and a half anytime soon. So that suggests that either the earnings have to grow <laughs> to get the uh, earnings yield up, or, uh, or prices have to come back. So it's not the greatest asset allocation tool to use because you can see that it spends long periods of time either very over or very undervalued. But generally speaking, if you invest when the equity risk premium is this low, you don't tend to do as well as, as yeah. normal. I'm assuming you're using a calculator for all of that now. You and Danny were talking about how you used to write it on paper. <laughs> no, it was uh, AI generated that chart. Okay. It's all AI now, Juliet. All right, okay. <laughs> no, we still used calculators back then, Juliet. <laughs> all right, I want to ask a stock specific. That was mm. a bit naughty of me. Um, Qantas, <laughs> I mean, we're talking about bad headlines every yeah, single day. Yeah. The Pilots Union now after Qantas as chairman as well. Yeah. You're saying, though, it's too cheap where it is at the moment. Yeah, it's interesting. So what 
could go even worse for Qantas. I don't think you, know, you want to put that question well, out there. They're, That's they're cust- the customers face. hate them, right? So yeah. there's lots of loyal, long-term uh, Qantas customers who say, I'm never flying that airline again. Yeah. You go to their lounges, they're, they're horrible. There's food all over the floor. Oh. The, 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 the chairs are all you know worn oh. out. There's like there's heaps of stuff online you can see about how bad the business lounges are. And just having been around the country with Qantas, I can tell you. So their customers hate them. Their employees hate them. Their, their employees have to take them to court. Mm. Um, you know, the pilots have come out and said, sack the chairman. So, you know, their customers hate them. Their employees hate them. Some of the shareholders probably hate them because the share price is falling at the moment. It's down, mm. you know, 10, 15%. Um, what else? And But you've got a new CEO and you're probably going to get a refreshed board. Mm. And are they going to let things get worse or are they going to start improving them? So the company take, took one tiny little step yesterday by saying we're going to invest 80 million bucks in our customers. They're making two and a half billion at the moment. So they, the, yeah, the, the new CEO should be spending more like 800 million mm. on customers and upgrades and And what did you think of the, and, you know, no dividend, but we're going to give you extra status points? Yeah, you know? yeah, no, not, not, a, not a fan of that one. Mm. So I think they will return to paying dividends. I think they're, they obviously went on a, on a sort of um, a dividend holiday to retain capital. So they've got plenty of cash to do upgrades because they need to upgrade their fleet, the fleet? Yeah. and, and the lounges. Capex, so yeah. I just think the fu- in the future, Qantas won't do as bad a job with its customers and 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 bad a job with its employees going forward. So I think it's one of those things. You don't look at the levels, look at the rate of change. Mm-hmm. And at, at five times earnings, I mean, the stock med can five halve times. its profits, halve its profits wow. and still be on 10 times earnings. So mm. I think there's plenty of upside. I think it's more like a seven or eight dollar stock. But I realise, you know, it's a pariah yeah. at the moment and everyone hates it and everyone's downgrading. Fuel costs are hurting, etc., etc. And will we travel with the same gusto mm. in the next 12 months that we have in the last? Uh, I'm not. not sure, but mm. I think that's really, really baked in. So just on valuation and the, and the view that look at the rate of change, will it get better before it gets, or will it get better rather than worse? Mm. I'm saying you can, you, can add, you can start adding to it at five bucks. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yes, they're going to have to get rid of the lying kangaroo instead of the flying kangaroo. Oh, their motto. <laughs> um, so. Well, the other one I heard was quick and nasty, typical Australian service. That's what, <laughs> oh, that's what Qantas stands that. for. Gosh. When people putting Life360 tiles in their suitcases, you know they're the trackers. So they can find them, which country they're yeah, in. Okay, <laughs> enough Qantas jokes because I'm sure there are some shareholders out there. And there are definitely shareholders of the next company, mm. ResMed. Yeah. Now, this is one of the biggest stories. Um, I, both Juliet and I... We have Nadine, differing opinions. No, 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 not at all, not at all. Um, I'm, I'm not uh, punching holes in the, the silver bullet with these weight loss drugs. But the real question is, are they going to change the paradigm for sleep apnea, which will ultimately disrupt ResMed? That's yeah. the key question. Yeah, there's, look, there's three things going on with ResMed. One was the the result the first fourth quarter result which came out on the third of august they guided to improved margins yeah. from q3 to q4 and they came in worse took everyone by surprise the <laughs> stock was down nine percent on the day five days later novo nordisk uh, came out with their select trial the one that showed that their their um anti-obesity and and uh anti-diabetes drugs worked and reduced your heart failure rate by 20 percent and reduced your weight by 20 percent so both Eli Lilly and um, and Novo Nordisk share prices went through the roof, mm. and then anyone to do anyone to do with anything to do with sorry, ob- obstructive sleep apnea, and anyone to anything to do with diabetes, diabetes pumps or things like that got absolutely smashed. Mm. So the world's, you know, we've turned around and said obesity is now cured. 
There's 1 billion obese people in the world and it's growing by 15% per annum as 2 billion overweight people. So there's a lot of people out there. This drug's expensive. It's about a thousand bucks a month. So governments of the world won't be able to afford to get everyone on this drug. Mm. And you know, my view is that the Novo Nordisk share price has overreacted to the upside and everything else has overreacted to the downside. This isn't a cure for diabetes or obesity, uh, but people are assuming it is. So. You know, as you know, ResMed's down from 34 bucks to 20, I think it's 22 today. Mm. That's a pretty big derating. And it's basically saying that the market for uh, for masks, CPAP masks is kind of going to dry up, mm. not, you know, where it's continuing to grow. So it's very undiagnosed. That's one of the bull stories for ResMed is that not a, not a lot of people who have sleep apnea know they've got sleep apnea and there is a not a cure but there's a remedy for it that helps improve your life so not many people would know that president biden wears a cpap mask for example so it's it's, it's keeping him afloat right mm. so it can't be a bad thing um and so i think yeah it's one of these things where the market has overestimated it in the in the short term is yeah. the impact of this and and as a result you know you can buy in you know insulin related stocks a lot cheaper and and sleep apnea related stocks a lot cheaper. So we think ResMed's a buy. All right. But as you say, price should be probably closer to $25. Mm-hmm. All right, Martin, great to have you with us. Martin Crabb from Short and Thanks, Partners. Julia. All right, let's have a look at some of the market leaders in the session today. Uh, ProMedicus, we've been talking about that the whole time. Absolutely, and Polynovo. So both of those interviews will be up on the website today. Interesting, there we go. ResMed finally finding some love there, up 2.5%. Paladin Energy continuing to do well on uh, higher uranium prices. Well, I don't know if they're actually higher overnight. Brainchip, that one tends to fly around, Juliet. Mm. It's sort of down one day, up the next. But uh, it's quite encouraging, I think, to see some buying, particularly in the healthcare, medtech, sort of um, biotech space, because traditionally that space should be relatively um, defensive in a market that potentially comes down, as Martin was just saying. I think it should be interesting tomorrow as well when we look at broker moves, whether or not there's going to be any further up or down, well, it's probably upgrades for ProMedicus because City Research, as I was talking about, earlier came out uh, just a little late uh, in the afternoon saying, you know, $25 million per year upside. All right, let's look at the laggards now. Um, Chalice Mining, it's, it's often in that the laggards, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, they've had lots of problems with, um, yeah, some results that they had. Uh, Imogene, is there any new news there? That's been in the headlines seen. for quite a while. It's funny, a lot of these stocks keep on making an appearance. Sayona Mining uh, off 4.9%, Sierra Resources off 4.8%. And mm. Bega, we haven't seen that name for a while, although I do know that the dairy industry is not having the best time at the moment. No, oh, I'm just trying to find some news, but that was about a month ago when it said its uh, dividend would be reduced. Um, Bigger cheese is one that I was excited to come home to, Danny, I have to say. I quite like their cheese. <laughs> coming home. Overseas. Exactly. <laughs> coming home to the Vegemite and the bigger cheese. And, the bigger te- oh, and probably the Vita Wheats. Yes, indeed. And, that was also and, on my shopping list. All right, let's get back to the markets. Zero resources down by 4.8%. Um, so it really is these small mining players. And I, I did note as well, um, it's not in the top five laggards, but Qantas, as we've been talking, under pressure too. All right, a quick look at the small cap leaders and 
laggards as well as we round out the session. Uh, Peninsula Energy there up by about 15%, CVC up 8% and having a look at some of the laggards in that small cap space. Uh, Botanics Farmer, I was speaking to the um, the MD here. So an interesting, oh, interesting story. They are looking at a treatment for excessive sweating, a new oh. drug application, but the Food and Drug Administration knocked back their application until they release more information to users as how how they administer this excessive right. sweating right. Um, thing. So so that came under pressure, down 24%. But, you know, no surprise, the CEOMD telling me, look, they think they're going to get this approved, 45 days to turn it around. And he thinks there will be significant upside after that. Yeah, and I'm just checking, um, Imogen, uh, basically they've got a uh, capital raising of 18.2 million share purchase plan and uh, they're issuing 325 million shares at 5.6 cents a share. So that would account for a lot of the fall in that share price. Yep. All right, let's have a look at what is happening overnight. We've got some Eurozone speakers uh, talking about how that economy is uh fairing so the ecb's lane simkus and muller all speaking oh there we go and u.s house price data for the month of july and new home sales so that'll be interesting because new home sales have actually managed to stay relatively robust u.s home builders have been providing let's say subsidized uh mortgage rates to new home buyers and uh let's just check in oh there we go uh, august cpi tomorrow as well as china industrial profits for August that'll be interesting and uh, we have ex-dividend Maya Ooh, I know this CWP. is where it starts to. I should know that one. BSL is Vulcan Steel, and CWP also going Cedarwood Properties. Cedarwood Properties, there exactly. You go. It's always a trap for young players. All right, <laughs> let's have a quick look at the markets as we uh, round out this session. Down four points on the CBO 200 index, off by a third of one percent. The ASX 200 dropping 38 points or half of one percent yep. to 7,038. And just really quickly, I, the Aussie dollar interesting it is off um well it's teetering on that 64 us cent level again which it has been testing that level for quite a while and if we just go across and see how the us futures are sitting at the moment and regrettably i think those bond markets at this point in time are continuing to put downward pressure on us minis all right, I'm going to go home, have some Vegemite and cheese on my <laughs> bite of eats. You're going home too, but we'll be back tomorrow. We will be back tomorrow. Have a great evening, everyone. See you tomorrow. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.